0: In this week's episode of My Cat's Tale, the story of Shadow.
1: She was like, leave me alone. It occurred to us that no one was gonna adopt this cat. I mean, she is Miss Murder Mittens, let me tell you. This thing has <laughs> she welcomes the play mouse with a little trill. Now she welcomes the play mouse, Bruce, and me with a little trill.
0: Joining me now on My Cat's Tail, all the way from Canada, we have Louise. Welcome to the show, Louise.
1: Thank you, Ewan. We're just getting over a huge snowstorm,
0: and your snowstorms are huge, huge snowstorms. Over here that's- in Scotland, it's just like one inch of snow; everything stops.
1: We got twelve inches, roughly. That was just- that's peanuts for Canada.
0: I know, <laughs> uh, but we're not here to do a snow patrol podcast. No. We're here to talk about your cats. Two cats living you with you just Taffy. now, Shadow and Taffy. Tell me yeah. about them.
1: Well, Shadow is the latest addition. We adopted her from the shelter in November. And we adopted her because she was the only cat that was completely shut down. She was sitting in her little cube, if you will. And she had basically put her little head down, and she wasn't looking or reacting to anybody. All the other cats were right at the cage, you know, oh, hi, hi, I'm beautiful. She was like, leave me alone. And after we'd been in there for a little bit, it occurred to us that no one was going to adopt this cat. And then we heard she had been there since July. So November to July, that's quite a while. And we're thinking, okay, this cat is going to be on the euthanasia list because no one is going to pick up a cat like this. So they chipped her and they did all the good things and we, they got her into her, our carrier and we brought her home. And what we usually do with new animals is we give them a room where they're completely safe. Door closed, food, water, toys, beds, whatever. And we let her be. So she showed no inclination to come out. She stayed in that cat carrier for two days, I think. Didn't budge, except to sneak out and get food when she didn't think we were there. Then uh, it sort of dragged out days into weeks, and this cat was not going to interact with us whatsoever, no matter what we did. And it was... It was a bit depressing because we're used to a bit more interaction. Um, After about two weeks, we decided it was time to put a child gate in the door and allow Taffy to see her. Taffy didn't like her one bit. Taffy hissed, growled, noted that there's a new cat and I don't like it, and left. She wasn't going to have anything to do with her. Uh, Shadow, for her part, cowered. Into her little cube and just like go away, leave me alone. She showed some interest in a toy. Uh, we were able to get her a little bit interested in a mechanical mouse that we had, which she would wind up and it would cross the floor. She thought that was pretty cool, but she wasn't going to really make a lot of effort to come out. So picture this, you and we have a room, it has a window, it has a bookshelf in the window. This is all set up for the cat. So she get up, look out the window, crawl into the space. Well, she crawled under the bookcase, and she wasn't going to budge. So we were getting fairly upset. We thought, well, you know, maybe we haven't done the right thing. Anyway, we continued on with the child gates thing, and then we decided maybe we should open the door and maybe just let them interact. Bad idea. Taffy marched in with her fur up basically said, I don't like you. I'm coming in and you can just leave. And the other cat responded the next day by peeing on the couch. So we, we were really taken aback. This has never happened because we just we were just not used to it. Um, so we quickly went and looked up various uh, information that we could find on cats peeing on things and situations, rescues, whatever, and people suggested, one, um, put a litter box on the couch. See if that will get her to go back in the litter box. Um, make sure that you totally cover the area with plastic and fabric or whatever so that you're not going to have staining. Well, it's too late for that. Um, so we did. We tried that. And the little cat eventually showed us that, in fact, what she wanted was to see the door. She did not want to have her litter box behind the door because Taffy could sneak and surprise her. So, we also reverted to having the door completely closed at this point. Limit interaction completely and see how it went. So, this went on for about a couple of weeks. We kept on reducing the area of floor, couch that she could possibly soil, Reduced the number of litter boxes to one. At one point, we had three litter boxes. <laughs> and she showed no inclination to pee on anything by the end of the box. She's not a dirty cat. Uh, but she wasn't, she wasn't going to be friendly with us. One day by accident, we happened to have a Chinese back scratcher with a little hand attached to it, and we reached out and scratched her with that because she's Miss. I mean, she is Miss Murder Mittens, let me tell you. This thing has (laughs) called, oh, yeah. So, uh, we we started to do that, and she enjoyed that. And she showed that, well, okay, as long as you're not going to try and pick me up or do anything else scary. I like the speeches, And we persisted with that for a few weeks. And finally, she sort of started to unbend a little bit. But December, she was still hostile. I mean, you walk up with some food, she hisses at you. Like, get out. I hate you. Um, you reach a hand out. It's like, you touch me, I'll kill you. And, <laughs> you know, you can tell by a cat's expressions what they're thinking, right? Anyway, cut a long story short, eventually after all this time, now at today, we have her wandering freely in the house. She's not pleasant with Taffy, vice versa. They are giving each other dirty looks and hissing, but no fights. So she she's showing some signs of interacting with us, like she Bruce started to do this thing where he, there's a place called the Flatbush Cats. Flatbush Cats is in New York. They're a rescue. And what they said to do with feral cats is you feed them, but you feed them on your knee. You put a towel out, put the food out. If they want to eat, they have to come to you. So at first it was like, She'd be sort of stretching out as far as she could. Now she's sitting right on Bruce's knee and letting him let him him pat her. Now she's welcoming us with a little trill. She welcomes the play mouse with a little trill. Now she welcomes the play mouse, Bruce, and me with a little trill. So I'm her play buddy. I go in, I sit with her, and I play with her with the mouse. Bruce feeds her, and she's just ever so slightly, you and she's warming up to us.
0: It's been a long journey, but it also it's been. It sounds like it's been a very respectful journey.
1: Yes, we are totally respecting her space. I think any other approach would have been a disaster. She she does not respond well to being pushed. So she she did something very strange the other day. For her, uh, we always have a lie down after lunch. You know, old people have, to have their little lie down, and she pops in. And she sits on Bruce's legs and sort of looks at him and he didn't do anything. He was very careful not to move. And then she kind of left, but that was like amazing that she did that.
0: I want to go back to November there. When you said you went into the shelter, you you looked at all the cats were there and shadow was the one that caught your eye. And it sounds like it's a wonderful partnership there, even though it's, taking its time to get there. Why had you decided to bring in another cat? You have Taffy there, and I can see from your post online, you've had many cats in the past. So why was this time right?
1: We weren't sure it was right. Um, I think it was a comp, and yeah, no, we weren't. Um, Taffy, over time, had bonded with our previous cat, Gandalf, who was more like a dog. And We always had a dog, then we had Gandalf, and then the dog moved on. And then we just had Gandalf and Gandalf passed on. And Taffy seemed okay with that. But we felt that possibly she did need a little companionship because she started to behave with me as though I was her big cat. Like, seriously, you know, it's the whole thing. We go into the window, we have to watch birds together. And she's quite demanding about that. She was just acting for all the world like, maybe she could use a companion. You know, I'm not really much of a cat. so.
0: I mean, I've seen your hunting skills. You can go for the birds when you have to.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she, um, we thought maybe it would work. She's an older kitty, and we just thought maybe she could use that companionship. But two things going against us. One is that apparently females are not known to get on right away. So that was a mistake on our part. And that the other cat was so traumatized by whatever it had been in her past that she might be a, a, a difficult fit for everybody. So that was bad on our part. But that's why we made the decision because we thought maybe this was a good time.
0: Did, so, the, did the shelter have any information about Shadow apart from this cat has been here for such a long time? I mean, how old, where they came from,
1: anything? They think she's about six years old. They don't know where she came from. That's it.
0: So just this mysterious cat in the shelter. And just sitting there. It's still called
1: Shadow in the shelter? No. She was called, uh, I can't remember what they called her. It was, uh, we didn't like the name. It was, I uh, didn't think it was impossible. Shadow works because she's always hiding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, what about Taffy then? Taffy, she said, is an older cat now. So where did where did Taffy come into your life?
1: She came into our life in 2011. She came from a home where she was being terrorized by a younger cat. And the owner was a complete idiot. Uh, they apparently didn't think it was necessary to separate them. So the, Taffy is being chased around the house by this young Siamese cat who was picking on her and beating up on her. And Taffy's not a fighter. And she was just traumatized. And this dopey lady said, oh, I have to find a new home. For Taffy and because her husband wasn't that keen on Taffy and so we, t- we sort of took the challenge and we went over and got her and Taffy was I think four years old at the time and it took her two months to come out of the basement where she was hiding and then she came up and she lived in Bruce's office for a long time. A very long time. And then we adopted another cat because the owner had got a new job in the States and he didn't want to subject his kitty to airline travel. And so we took in Dilly and Dilly had never lived with another cat and certainly not a dog. And we thought, oh, gosh, this isn't going to work. But it did. They bonded. And she became very attached to Dilly. So we adopted him sometime, I think, in September, October of that, uh, of that year, 2011. We got her in, I think we got her in July, 2011. And then Dilly came in late summer. And then she had uh, just emerged from the basement, was in Bruce's office, eventually bonds with Dilly. And then we discovered that Dilly was terminally ill we had to put him to sleep in the um, February, early February of 2012. It was very traumatic. She was so bonded to him. And what we didn't know then is that had we maybe taken a little bit of fur from him when he was put to sleep and given it to her, that she would have known what happened. The vet said that this is a good procedure to do. If you were going to have two or three cats and one of them has to go, you ask the vet to shave a little bit of fur off the outgoing cat, bring it back in a baggie, and let the other cats smell it.
0: So almost like a memento.
1: Well, it's apparently pheromones remain on that fur. They they apparently know. I did it with, with Gandalf, and Taffy was okay with that. And so when when she was grieving apparently, for Dilly, uh, my the then garden assistant said, oh, why don't we go to the shelter and see if we can pick up a, a friend? And that's when we picked up Gandalf. And Gandalf was Mr. Settle in right away and take over. And, you know, the, the rest was history. We had him from 2012 until 2021. Between times, we had other, other adoptees. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long cat story.
0: So have you always been around cats in your life?
1: Oh, not really. I'm more of a dog person. Really? I always almost, I grew up with dogs and cats, but mainly with dogs. And then, you know, at different times I've had dogs that where I was living, where I could have a dog, I had dogs. And then um, we had the dog in our first house. And then we got a cat, and then we found a cat under, oh, yeah, this was a way back. We found a cat under a car in the middle of winter. And um, we rescued him. <laughs> you know, it escalated from there.
0: there is <laughs> not- a, there's a lot of love in all of these meetings that you have with cats. Cats who need help, who need support, who need patience seems to be the one that springs to mind.
1: Yes, and that's odd for me, because I'm not a patient person. I'm not patient with people, that's for sure. I, you know and I, I do not suffer fools gladly.
0: <laughs> so what yeah, well, at that point, I'm sure there's going to be a dog in there that is going to be as to quote a phrase in Scotland, as thick as two short planks as well. So plenty <laughs> times for the, for the dogs, I assume.
1: Yes, I love that term. That's <laughs> great. Yeah.
0: What is it then that, because there's always the eternal cats versus dogs, but cats and dogs can really sometimes work together as a team. It sounds like that your household is one where everybody gets on eventually.
1: Yes, yes. yes. We had um, none of the cats that we had ever really had bad interfaces with the dogs. Uh, The one cat came into our lives about two months before we moved into this house. And that cat, when she came in, had never interfaced with a dog. And we had a big, goofy dog who was like very good-natured, big, silly thing. And when they met, there, there was a certain amount of hostility. And they, they had kind of had to be kept separated. We wouldn't sort of leave them alone together. When we moved, we took them both into... A vet who did uh, overnights and we left them there for a couple of days while we were getting moved in and then we brought them into the house and it was as though they took mutual support. Suddenly they weren't enemies anymore. It was, oh, I know you. This is the one familiar thing.
0: With all of these dogs and cats around in your life, yes. what have they taught you?
1: <sighs> that I can't deal with bigger dogs as I get older? <laughs>
0: All of these animals around you, all through your life, what have they brought?
1: Biggest, I think, biggest thing I would say is comfort and uh, a lot of uh, enjoyment, a lot of fun. We we love watching them be silly. We love watching them play. Yeah, they're they're definitely um, a source of comfort and joy. Yeah, comfort and joy.
0: And they get that from yourself and your partner as well.
1: Bruce is more, was always more of a cat person than me, but, you know, I'm, I'm an animal lover, so.
0: <laughs> so when you, when you both met, were did you both have pets at that time, or that you had to introduce to each other as well?
1: No, I don't think we did. Oh, I was going back a while. <laughs> uh, no, we didn't. Uh, I was living in an apartment Bruce was living at home, and no, there were no pets involved.
0: Who was your first joint pet?
1: Uh, first joint Pat was the dog back in 1998, I think. No, uh, 2000 something. It was a dog called Tasha, and she can be found on Medium. I've I've tried to write obits and stories about all of them. So she was a really freaky dog. She came from a situation where she had been a brought up as a puppy by her family. Then they had a baby, and the wife wanted her gone. I would have tossed the wife out, but that's another story. <laughs> but um, Tasha missed her original owner for a very long time. Every time she saw a truck, she, that she thought it was him, and she would try to, to go after it. But it didn't take too long. She became very, very bonded to us. And she was a freaky, freaky dog. She would bark her head off if somebody came to the door and you thought she's going to kill them. She'd dash out the door and stand in the middle of the lawn and bark. She didn't want anything to do with them. (laughs) Just wanted them out the house. So, yeah. What about your first cat? The first cat also was in that same house with that same dog. And I actually don't remember why we found out about her, but we found out there was this couple who was going to go and work on a place in Israel, a kibbutz. They were going to a kibbutz in Israel, and they wanted to get rid of this cat because they wanted a good home for her. They didn't want to abandon her. Her name was Shetsu, and she was black. And she had never interfaced with the dog, but that didn't work out too badly. They they were buddies. Uh, unfortunately, the couple came back after six months and decided they wanted her back. And uh, we said no. And that turned into an amusing situation with all the neighbors lined up ready to kill them if they tried to come and pick her up. So we ended up keeping Shetsu, And uh, yeah, she was our very first.
0: You mentioned Medium there, and this is where my path and your path crossed over, where you run a very big cat magazine. Uh, Medium, for those who don't know, it's an online publication. People can contribute to pages. But you have this lovely, lovely oasis called Catness.
1: Yes. Yes. That was... uh, Now, there's a funny story there. I had joined Medium back in 2017, and there was a lady who had a lovely photo publication witch whose name sadly I've forgotten. But she had I think she called herself the Crazy Cat Lady and you would send in pictures of your cats. And this went on until I think sometime whenever I started Catness, which I think was in 2019, she suddenly disappeared and she said that medium had cut her off or done something bad. And I thought, well that's a shame. Look at all those nice pictures of cats. So I started catness. And people seem to really like it
0: and this is anybody can contribute stories about their cats pictures about the stories about their cats sharing with people what a wonderful idea that might be
1: (laughs) no they people really like it now what we have found is there's been a few people who want to put in sort of technical articles and we discourage that because if the person comes in and starts making authoritative claims about what you should and shouldn't do to a cat then i say You've got to put in links, and if you don't put in links, forget it. And now I'm going to actually put in a sentence in the uh, about saying we actively do not want that kind of article. We only want personal stories. Mm-hmm. because it, it. I don't want to be responsible for someone coming on and telling a bunch of BS to people. That's not my purview. There, there, kept...
0: Yeah, there's information out there that are much more authoritative and research sources that's where we should be looking for information about our cat's health. Not I read it somewhere online on one bit on the internet, and they had a nice picture of their cat next to it, so it must be true.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes exactly. the
0: nice picture of the cat. That bit is almost always true. The other bit, you know, so vets yeah. study years to be good at their job. So let's just move on to that. Anyway, we we appeared straight into discussions about cat things, and we will now steer it back again because. One of the things that I saw in Katniss is that you've been able to tell Shadow's story specifically over the last couple of months on how Shadow's been timid, not timid, and just sort of moving back and forward. And what's it been like sharing that story over Shadow's life with you?
1: It's been great. Yeah, and people have responded really well. Uh, A lot of the readers, well, at least five of the readers are sort of, it's standard cat rescuers they have done this for years this is what they do and they have had nothing but encouragement and good words and good advice so it's been fun
0: if people want to read this they don't have to be part of medium but they can just go to the direct on the website can't they
1: they can but medium only allows you three free reads per month so you have to be a member, but I think the membership is not overwhelmingly expensive. It's 10 bucks a month, I think. Yeah.
0: And uh, I, I'm on medium as well. And that money is actually shared out amongst everybody who writes articles on medium. So the money you put in gets shared out back out to the authors. That's why there's no advertising on the site. Um, but it is, it's lovely to see you sharing the story of shadow and everybody else joining in and sharing as well. It's a delightful little community you have there, Louise. And It's a delightful little community that you're continuing to build in your
1: house. Well, I hope that it'll be delightful. I'm not looking forward to the next vet visit. We have to take her in to get her claws done because we can't do it. And then get her in the cage. And then she won't talk to us for about two, three weeks. (laughs) So that's going to be great.
0: Maybe it might be just a little bit shorter this time as well. Fingers crossed. I hope so. (laughs) Louise, it's been absolutely fantastic to hear your story. Many cats, many lives. Taffy and Shadow being the most recent, thank you for coming on to My Cat's Tale and sharing their tale with us.
1: Thank you so much, Ewan, for having us. We really appreciate it.
0: You've been listening to My Cat's Tale, a Spence Media production. Listen to more tales of our perfect pets at mycatstailpod.com and support us on Patreon. The tale of Shadow and the tale of Taffy, the tale of Gandalf, the tale of Louise and Bruce. Many tales entwined in a household that is full of many tales itself. Yeah, tales, tale. That pun was so appealing when I started the podcast. Anyway, uh, you're listening right to the end. You must find this podcast appealing as well. Lovely. Thank you. You can carry on listening to more episodes wherever you've been listening to this podcast. Or if you're not sure, head to our website, mycasthailpod.com. You'll find the links there to Patreon if you want to support the podcast a bit more. Contact form to say hi. Or next week's episode will be there as well. Ta-ra for now.